This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't know how to talk to you guys in person for real. Pretend like we're faces in boxes on the screen. Like do give do one of these. Oh, okay. Now I see the TV behind you that's coming on and I see your Amazon box. Yeah, if actually you all sync it up to your phones and just hold your phone up to me, I'd rather look at that. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone just stare at your phone like, oh yeah. Are we doing an episode or are we just ch- chatting? I thought we were gonna record an episode of Mark's Lens Dry Case. Who's hosting? This is a bonus episode. I did just look directly at the screen on the camera instead of your face to talk to you. This is weird. Should we three-headed expert the intro? No, no. Do we need a warm-up? Katie! Beautiful. I don't know if that helps. I think that makes it worse. Well, I'm out of ideas. What kind of warm-up were you thinking, Mark? I don't know. I don't want to do a warm-up. This was pointed into my chest. I don't think that's going to help. Mine is kind of like in my chest, too. Is that okay? Maybe it's just like a heartbeat. His was just too high. Oh, that's cool. That's very... It's like it's on your lapel. I know, right? I got this jacket in Iceland. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not Icelandic. Well, there's no more of those because it was swallowed up by a volcano, right? Yeah, whole island gone. I was doing a video where I was reviewing Icelandic candy, and I wanted to start it off by, like, talking about volcanoes. And Amy was very concerned because she didn't... It was going to... At this point, it hadn't erupted when I recorded this video. Ah. So it was like a concern of, like, if I said a joke about it at the beginning of the video, and then it was horrible and people died, that might not be cool, and I might want to do a different intro. And she's totally right. ideal. Totally right. But once the camera goes, I can't stop the bit and i had a whole i had a whole bit about magma and lava and prehistoric <laughs> the whole time in your head you're like not volcanoes not volcanoes i hate when that happens you're like don't say this don't say this don't say this uh. i hope that doesn't happen to you guys and you're thinking of something horribly racist you ever you ever worry about that on stage is like you know not that you ever would but for some reason you're like i i guess maybe it's not a smart idea i never worried about racism mm. coming out because i really just like i don't feel like i have those kind of thoughts generally but i do always think of the time when we were we were with rachel and we were like practicing we were learning like how improv works and stuff and somehow we ended up doing a thing where a school shooting happened and like it was just a random bit and we started and right in the middle of it like everyone in the whole room even people who weren't in on this the skit were just like 
cut, cut that one. Start a new one. Everyone, <laughs> you guys are done. Start. Yeah. And it was like, how did we, how did that happen? One of our warmups, we had Hitler go to Cracker Barrel. Hey, that was normal. That was very, very that was understandable. Fine. I feel like if Hitler were alive today, he would appreciate Cracker Barrel. He might. And then we had one where Tyler was like doing a cleanup. I don't remember what happened, but his cleanup one got a little like edgy too, but I don't remember why. Maybe we should cut this out. I don't even know. No, listen, this is, this is, I think it's fair to leave in. Look, we all acknowledged in the moment and also after the fact, we were like, ah, oh, that's not, that's not comedic material. Well, it's like you, you try to think of the things like, it's not like necessarily that we think of those things often. It's just like before you're about to record or go live, you're like, all right, just get all the weird thoughts out now. And sometimes when your brain starts thinking of things you shouldn't think of, you start thinking of things you shouldn't think of. And like you kind of force your brain to go there, even though you normally wouldn't. It's a weird thing that you try to avoid, but you go there by trying to avoid it. I've never done that. Yeah, not me. No, I don't, I don't have that problem. I live there. My problem, you know what my problem is? It's when I talk to you guys. That's when I say bad stuff. It's your fault. Oh, oh that's I fair. actually think that it's Wade's fault. Oh, that's fair. So I, I just want to throw that out there. Wade's fault. <laughs> My fault. I don't know if that will do what I think it did. I don't think did. that does what you but think it does. But this will do what it... Oh. oh. Don't. Please okay. don't. My, my finger is still on screen. I'm doing like a very like shaky anime finger right. point. Anyway, that's not... I mean, we're here to talk about anything we want. Right. I do think about that a lot because it's just that, that moment of like... Well, don't do anything horrible. Let's say whatever we think of first. That's a problem with improv. It really trains you to just like spit it out. Like whatever's on your mind. And you then when something it. goes astray, I talk about this one a lot. We did a skit. Remember the day in the life bit we did where we would like have someone come up on stage. They would talk and we would do like a skit based on their lives. Right. And I went out there and I was like carrying a blanket and I had like my thumb in my mouth. And I was like trying to be the little girl in the story. I don't remember the whole story, but I was trying to be like the little girl in the story. And I'm like... All right, well, I think it's time for... And then Tyler came out, and he's like, Yeah, Mom. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, oh you know me, sweetie. <laughs> and I had to switch from, like, a three-year-old to, like, Mom. Oh, you don't change characters. That's just how... Well, no, I just is. all of a sudden was Mom with a blanket in my thumb about yeah, I had to yes and it. Moms do that. But my point is, like, whenever you're thrown something like that, like, out of the left field, and you have to adapt on stage... <laughs> I just want to say, Mark, those are those are infant fidget toys. <laughs> they're really good. If they're too complicated for you, we could see if they have any newborn fidget toys. Uh, my story is dumb anyway. We can move on. What no, uh, no, I was listening. Yeah. I do remember that one. I mean, that just happens. Also, we all did that to each other because, like, it's already improv's already tough. But whenever you're thrown a loop, that's when your brain can go to those other places. Because if you're just like all of a sudden grasping to like try to regain some semblance of where you are, you you felt doing? like you weren't grasping every moment of. Every Every improv scene you were ever a part of? No, I think that one specifically happened in, it happened in L.A. Because I think L.A. was my weakest show. I don't know if it's supposed to feel like this, but I every moment I'm in in any improv thing, my mind is just like, oh, word, any word, keep it going. What's the <laughs> word, next word? Word, word? And it's like, like I don't, not like I just randomly veer off of whatever the scene is, but I never feel like, oh, this is what's happening. I'm always like, is this what's happening? Am I sure? Only musical improv that I have. That regular improv, I was okay. Anytime we did musical stuff, I was like, oh, sweet baby Jesus, what am I going to do? I would be so curious to see how we would do now after so long not doing it. I know, you know, maybe it would. Who knows? You know, the, the, the thing that I always strikes me whenever I watch, like, clips of Who's Line or clips of uh, other stuff Ryan and Colin and those guys do, the physical stuff is so hard to work in. 
And I don't know why, because like... You really want to plant your feet and just... Yeah, just something about doing that where you're like, I'm standing here and... but. But like just to do a simple motion, one of the things that killed you guys, we were doing a show, we're doing the day in the life bit and the person was like an artist or something and they were drawing and I just walked out and started a thing and I was just like, and like turned a page and started and you guys were like losing it behind me and I was like, I didn't do anything. I didn't say shit. That was one of the funniest things I did the whole time. It was purely like one motion. Do you remember in the Australia leg when you guys were up and it was change um, and then I said, me and Tyler in the background were like, you're moving something. So like, well, let's just be extra workers in the background and we started moving something and then every time that Dan hit change, the ding for that, we would do it in a different way and then he started he dan stopped changing for you guys and then started changing us in the background that's why he guess it got so rapid fire because it worked from like us holding something like this to like this to in our teeth he and then at the end of it tyler was just humping like i think it was a piece of it was like full-on all body thrusting this thing into the ground like i thought it was a like the physicality sometimes was killing it this episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-C-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speeds slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh... Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. I've never thought about what my funniest bit was with us. I, I don't know. I don't know where I would go with well, that. Well, as with everything, my actual funniest bit that everyone really enjoyed was lost forever because the footage was lost and or wasn't recorded because we weren't recording the whale warm-up. Your ragey on the bus thing? or The, the bus interview that, where the footage got corrupted and the sadness of the whale. My socks yeah. are long gone. <laughs> <laughs> my pants are on fire. My socks are long gone. No, I, that's why nowadays I'm so much about data redundancies. People think I go crazy talking about storage, but it's like, that's a real thing. Could lose a lot of files, really. 
yeah. easy. My brother just said, um, I didn't know that he was doing this, but my dad has had computers forever. Um, and he's had a computer that he's carried with him since, since we were like five years old. And my brother was looking on that computer to see if it would turn on. And it did turn on. This is a 20-year-old hard drive, Ooh. that uh, hard, platter disc that still spun up. He was making a backup of it because those hard drives do not last very long. No, um, those, those things suck. And to get one that's like 20 years old, there's every chance that for every second it's on, it could die at any moment. Uh, and so he's copying files off of it. But it's like, a, it's like um, I forget how many gigabytes, but it's in the gigabyte range yeah. of, of storage, which doesn't seem like a lot nowadays to transfer. That seems like a lot to me for back then, 20 years old with gigabytes of storage. Well, I'm sure it was a nice computer. Your oh, dad yeah. was a real computer guy. He had the top of the line stuff all the time. Uh, so he was very much about that uh so but however many gigabytes it was it only had a usb 1.0 connection Oof. the first iteration of usb it had that and it transfers at maybe maybe a megabyte a second like i don't even know if it transfers that fast it's extremely slow so he ran this overnight just crossing his fingers that the hard drive would transfer everything because mm -hmm. there were some like old documents. There might have been a few pictures there. There's some of the stuff that he worked on. Things that'll never would have been gone forever if he hadn't been able to copy it. But he yeah. did. He copied it all. Pr data preservation in an era when everyone thinks that everything lasts forever on the on the cloud, you know, mm -hmm. it's 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 much more fragile than people believe. Like it is actually incredibly fragile. Um, and just because you have something in the cloud does not mean that there are backups of it somewhere else. Because if that if that server infrastructure goes down, if it hit, gets hit with the wrong number of drive failures, you could lose data. There's no guarantee that it's going to. Well, stay. and no matter how big the company is, they just straight up go out of business. There there are games being deleted off of like the PlayStation Store and yeah. the Xbox Store that. Once that version of it is gone, just don't exist. Like there's all kinds of stuff where companies, if it, if it goes out of business, even if like Google is basically invincible, right? Alphabet runs the world through a secret cabal. Sure. They're not actually invulnerable to going out of business. In our lifetimes, they could absolutely encounter some kind of problem, get bought by some other conglomerate, who knows? And like the server that you count on to like, all my stuff is there, it's totally safe. It just could be turned off in a moment. And they have no obligation to you or your data. It's pure, you're relying on their continued existence and their continued playing nice and letting you keep that data on their thing. Yeah, and cost cutting. Like, because you'd think that it's on the cloud, so there must be multiple copies of your data. Probably not. If you have, if you don't pay a premium, they probably only have one copy on one server shard of your data. And if it goes away, it's kind of gone. Um, they might have backups, but who's to know that they even could find it after it goes through all of their twisting tubes of inter-computer inter networks, you know? If it's if it's lost, it could just be lost in, like think of, you know, in any sci-fi shows when you got libraries going on into the infinite of nothingness, like that could be the equivalent of where your data is and it could be lost back there. That's why, you know, preservation is actually an important and active process. You have to actually try to preserve these things. I don't even remember what I might have lost. Well, you probably won't miss it then. Yeah, I probably won't. Your mic's pointed away from you. Hey, come back. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> they, they make pills for that. No, no, it's fine. It was real droopy, yeah. Yeah, so it's fine. It's kind of connected there. Mm -hmm. You don't have any like childhood pictures from any random stuff? So 
we want to put them on like CDs and stuff at, at my aunt's house. She lives down in Georgia. She has just boxes and boxes of pictures my grandma took and she would always put them in albums. So we just have tons of albums of photos. And then we had VHS tapes of like our trip to Disney World and other stuff like that that she's also put on CDs. Yeah. So a lot of our stuff we have physical copies of. We don't have it like just on the internet somewhere. We actually have physical copies. Yeah, but even those can degrade. Stop. You're scaring me. Stop them or stop it? You, all of it. You're right, though. I mean, that's... You have to do multiple copies. You have to do backups. There's a reason. I think the legal definition for properly archived something is two LTOs, which are like magnetic tapes, but in huge 80 gigabyte or 100 or uh, 80 terabyte like rolls, hmm. and then a RAID array hard drive backup. That that qualifies as adequately protected for like insurance purposes. Hmm. But there are even nowadays some movies. I, I was talking to a VFX guy um, that was saying that he was hired to do like some stereo separation for 3D movies. When they go back and they like make it 3D where they cut out something and then create two versions of it. Oh, you know how they do that now? Y yes. I never knew how they did that. Oh, okay. I was, I was, I was not mocking I you. I thought it was a trivia thing. I was like, uh, oh, you know how to do that now? <laughs> I wasn't mocking you and it wasn't trivia. I was just like, oh, that's cool. Well, I don't know how to do it myself, but it is. Yeah, they cut it. They wrote things out. They wrote out characters and things that would be at different depths. And then they create two layers and then they... Markiplier 3D coming soon. Yeah, absolutely. Go through all 5,000 of my videos. But they said, he asked, because this was a movie where they had already done roto work, right? And this is only the early 2000s. What is roto work? Rotoscoping. Rotoscoping is when they draw you out of something. So if, if you were on a green screen, it's not enough to just press green and go key. For movies, they have to rotoscope and actually draw or cut you out. Back in the day, they actually physically cut. It's, it's what green, using like a green key filter does, but it's doing it in a more precise and artistic way yeah. by hand. So I need Dana to start doing that for all of my videos. Yes. Yeah, when you quadruple her pay. Dana, if you could please roto Wade's face cam so that he has no yeah. background, it'll totally be worth no, it. No, I'm going to need a raise. Roto one. What? Pay you. Can you hire me and then can I get a raise? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, well, it depends. I'll start you at a dollar. I'll raise you to two dollars. What, what are his obligations? We'll talk about that later. I don't like... No, we won't talk about <laughs> that Fired. Fired. <laughs> uh, but he said that it was cheaper. They wouldn't give him the already rotoed stuff because it was archived. And they told him it was cheaper just to pay him to redo everything than it was to unarchive stuff. Huh. Which I found... I don't know how that could yeah, possibly wait, be true. Yeah, well, why they couldn't just rip a copy of one of the archived pieces? There's rules about that? Isn't the You're... point of archiving it so you can access it? No, it's just to have it forever and then maybe access it. Yeah, well, ac accessing generally, accessing stored data degrades it, but not a lot. You can't make like a copy? Not in the digital age. I think it's okay. Um, but the, here's the thing. The problem is old software, old file form. I think this is why it would take too long. It's because mm. that was done in software that doesn't exist anymore. It's right. not supported. It was made in file formats that are not standardized anymore. So not only would they have to unarchive it, get it off, and put it on something else, they would have to load it up on a computer that ran the software. That so they have to unarchive Windows XP. Then they have to unarchive the software. Then they have to unarchive it. Pretty much. Yeah. And okay. the, the companies that make this software go under, just like what you were talking about right. Google. And it's like, it's not even just about, like, we're all lucky because, you know, JPEG is ubiquitous and probably will be around forever. But think of it this way. GIF, well, however you pronounce it, that format is basically dead at this point. I actually say GIF. <laughs> say that again? GIF. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? You're talking about the potential. The potential. You thought to yourself, oh, a little elbow grease, some fresh installs, a little bit of love. You could transform that body full of rust into a baby that's all your own. Cars, right? Yeah. It wouldn't take much to transform my ride. Your ride's more like Schrodinger's ride. If you don't think about it, it both does and does not exist. It is possible. But on eBay Motors, anything is possible. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. They got brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus... At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's E-B-A-Y-M-O-T-O-R-S dot com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, yeah, no, I, that is fascinating to think about. It's not even a, the question, and maybe it is the question of accessing it, but it's all the uh, component stuff, especially filmmaking is an in- interesting example because like, it's not like they used to use Adobe Premiere 2003 and we're just on Adobe Premiere 2023. At a certain point when technologies are evolving and in the 2000s, like that sort of 3D stuff, well, not 3D, but that sort of new roto, digital rotoscoping stuff was evolving to a point where like some of it was probably janked together homebrew stuff. Some of it was not official like software releases. It was like the studio developed its own tool to do this one task because it didn't exist. And now that's just like a feature in Adobe. Yeah. And I guarantee you when that happens, it's one dude who made that. And the studio was like, we made it. But that dude was either fired or he's dead. And that dude can't remake it again because they have no idea how it happened. That's how most code infrastructure works at like legacy, legacy software and stuff like that is one guy made it because he's actually decided, hey, I'm going to fix this one problem. But then when he made it, he made it so janked up that if you go into the like the code, it'll say like, I've tried debugging this. Here's a number yeah. counter of the times I've failed and other people have failed. And it's like 356. When you try to debug this, add another number. <laughs> the, like it's just a counter inside the code of how many times people can't fix it. Do you remember King's Island, how they had like for a while, they had like a a little thing where you go sit and like it was like a 3D image and like the chairs would kind of move or whatever. I think they still have that, yeah. I don't know why I had this thought, but I think they had like a 3D SpongeBob one for a while where you put on glasses and there was like SpongeBob. What if they had like an adult version of it where it was like just a porn thing, you'd like dodge the (laughs) pic that was 3D coming at your face while you were sitting in the chairs? What? What were we talking about that inspired this? I don't know. I thought of SpongeBob, and then I was like, 3D. Shlong. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, it, it's logic. It was, it had Roto, Roto. Don't say the word logical. Because, like, what would be the worst thing to try not to do the Roto thing to? It's like, probably like porn, like make something like pop that you don't want to make pop. Like, make this butthole pop at you or something. It's like, that'd be a dick. Just the 
butthole. <laughs> Not the whole thing around the, the whole butt around it. Just the butthole is like, whoa. Honey? Like, a, like a snake in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like, ooh. How was work today? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Can you show my family what you've been working on? Oh, God. <laughs> Well, here's what I do for a living. Put these on. <laughs> uh, but preservation, like that is a thing. It's part of the reason why I'm, I'm looking at vintage lenses, but we don't need to talk about that. Mark, what about the vintage lenses? What about them? Look, everyone always gets so hype when you talk for hours and hours on end about vintage lenses. No, because all they hear is a big number and they go like, bah, bah, that's a big number. And I go like, yeah, I know. You missed the part where I agreed with you. It's a big number, which is why I didn't buy it. But you did buy some. I did buy vintage lenses, but uh -oh. not those $100,000 ones. $80,000? No. $60,000? No. $58,000? No. It's like inverted prices, right? $43,500. No. It's weird that you said 58 because that's, that's my favorite focal length of that one. No. He has a favorite focal length? Everyone has a favorite focal length. I prefer oh. 44. That's not one. Well, that's why I like it. It's unique, rare. It's the Bigfoot of lenses. Actually, no, the Helios 44-2 is actually a very popular vintage He lens. didn't know that. Don't not give me credit for things I don't deserve. That sounds like a thing I exactly would do. Thank you. I like 35. 35 millimeters is a good all-rounder. I feel like it's it's become a little too common nowadays as the all-rounder. That's why I like look for a 40 or a 45. But Minolta's 45 is actually of a newer generation, so it doesn't match up with the MC3s. And so sadly, like there's kind of a missing gap. However, I did discover Minolta and Leica had a partnership in crafting lenses. Who doesn't like a Minolta? That was the commercial, yeah, that, that's the, the uh -huh. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they should have hired me. Who doesn't me. like a Minolta? You know, like a, the Italian company. Like a Minolta, two traditionally Italian companies. Who doesn't like yeah. a Minolta? They practically bleed carbonara. So there, there's a lens that's popular in the Leica family called the Leica Summicron 40 millimeter. Minolta has a 40 millimeter F, uh, yeah, 40 millimeter F2. If you hold these two lenses next to each other, you'll realize they are the exact same lens. So there is a 40 millimeter Minolta, but not many people know about it because it was made for the Leica mount, the CLE. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. So I'm thinking, because people, I'm thinking that there actually is a missing focal length that people don't know about. I discovered this just recently. A 40, a 40 millimeter would be a really cool, different focal length because the 45 is too new, but the, the 40 millimeter was made back in this, either the early 70s or the late 60s. There were actually a few different models of it. There were three. The first was actually an identical one to the Summicron, and then the other one was still single-coated, but it was Minolta branded, and then there was another one that's double coated, which is actually what Minolta is known for, which is double coating. But by then, it was already close to the era when there's MD lenses. So double coated as in like the glass is double coated with anti-reflexive coating or yes, something, exactly. something like that. Yes, exactly. Multi-coated. I don't know if exactly double coated, but sure. the other one was definitely single coated. Do they have a 69 length? 